podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Chelsea finally win a game of football. Just about, and thank God Chelsea hung on in the end. That seven minutes added on felt more like 11, but we got there in the end. A massive three points for Graham Potter, a massive three points for Chelsea. For the mood of the club, at least for a a short period of time before we travel to Anfield next weekend, this is my rational perspective. We're going to be reviewing the game, giving you my reaction, breakdown of the performances. If you are new around here, hit that subscribe button and the notification bell so you don't miss any of the uploads. Hit that like button for the three points because it really does help the channel out as well. And if you're listening on the podcast, thank you so much for tuning in. Son of Chelsea is a part of the 90 Min Podcast Network. But... My feelings around the game, you know, being inside Stamford Bridge, it was really touching the Gianluca Vialli tribute before the game. I felt Chelsea got it absolutely spot on seeing players that played with Gianluca Vialli come onto the pitch, stand alongside the current Chelsea team. The tribute was wonderfully um, put together and I think it just very much summed up what Vialli meant and as well the two banners two flags on either side of the ground in the shed and also in the Matthew Harding I took pictures on them and I think they got shared around a little bit were wonderful and I think you know it it very much summarized how much Viali meant to Chelsea and Chelsea fans and football fans we spoke about this the day he passed away but it was really nice to see him get the respect him get the the tribute that he fully deserved as a Chelsea icon but getting into the game, looking at that starting eleven, I was really pleased. I was mostly pleased with the starting eleven. I think it was more the case that Graham Potter, and this is something I've criticised about him in recent weeks, and what I think he start he's starting to do, and I think he has to do more often, is starting to put a, a youthful look into this Chelsea team, and that is what I think is not only going to help him in terms of performances, maybe in terms of buying from players, but also buying from supporters. I think seeing these young players come in whilst Chelsea are recruiting young players on the transfer window, it aligns things a lot better. And this is something that actually Graham Potter spoke about in the post-match press conference. But looking at the eleven, Kepa, Chalaba, Thiago Silva, Benoit Badiashile making his Chelsea debut, Lewis Hall, Jorginho was captain, Carney Chukameka, Conor Gallagher, Mason Mount, Kai Havertz and Hakim Ziyech. There was kind of a feeling when I first looked at it, was it going to be a 3-4-3? You know, what was kind of the shape of it? It was more of a, a fallback system. It really was. Trevor Chalaber that we've seen in recent weeks has now started to play as a right back, which he did a little bit in the past. And there was a little bit of concern when he played it against Man City. He was kind of uh, found out a bit in that dreadful FA Cup game and, and his performances have been erratic. But I do like the move to four at the back. I, I really do. And I think in this game in particular where Chelsea had to be proactive, they had to go out there and win this game with also having that solidity. I mean, the, the pace that Crystal Palace always offer in transition is always going to be a threat to a lot of defences. Uh, Eze, Zaha, Michael Elise too. And there were moments of concern, but you know, you compare, say, Trevor Chalaba out wide as, as, as staying back and, and Lewis Hall too, I think got better as the game went on compared to, say, Cesar Aspilicueta and, you know, how erratic Mark Correa has been recently. I think that Graham Potter got it spot on. I'm not going to sit here and tell you it was an immaculate performance. It was a performance of absolute class. I don't think it was ever going to be from a Chelsea perspective because of the nature of recent form. The confidence in the players is so low. I think Kai Havertz said after the game that, you know, it was about grinding things out. And I think that's exactly what Chelsea needed to do. It was always going to be one of those performances. And I kind of expect it from Crystal Palace. Chelsea have an amazing record against Crystal Palace. I don't know how many games it is now. It's like 10 games in a row, 11 games in a row. We've beaten them in the Premier League. But they always are 
close affairs. At least the last two or three have been, you know, tight games, one by one goal or two by Chelsea. So I think it was always going to be that. And Crystal Palace, I think, saw that there was a chance to exploit Chelsea's weaknesses and they almost did. But I think in, in the main, I think Chelsea got around that quite well. I do want to bring up this uh, tweet from Expected Chelsea. He was just talking about Chelsea's attacking sort of um, improvement in recent games. He said, amidst all the drama, Chelsea have quietly had a great couple of games offensively. Our stats from our last two games, 35 shots, 27 shots inside the box, eight big chances created and seven big chances missed. This is despite having half of our squad injured too, steps in the right direction. And it really is, you know, I know there aren't many positives at the moment and I know it is Crystal Palace, but a win is a win. And to see that also progression in terms of the final third, I think is really important for Chelsea, especially ahead of that massive game against Liverpool at um, the weekend on Saturday. It's going to be huge. But in terms of let's get in some key performers. I'm going to speak about Kai Havertz. You know I'm quite critical of Kai Havertz, and I was critical of him before the goal. I don't think he had an amazing game. He could have had a hat-trick of headers. He really could. He had the first one um, in, in the first half that went over the bar. I think misjudged it, didn't get it right. And then there was a chance after the opening goal that he scored uh, from Mason Mount, a really good ball across the box that he should be burying. One of those may have been offside, but I think he absolutely should be burying. I was kind of in line with it. I think it would have been given. It would have been a goal. So he could have had a hat-trick and it could have been an amazing day for Kai Havertz. And he does score the big goal. And this is the weird, just strange thing about Kai Havertz's Chelsea career. With all the frustration, with all I think the valid criticism around his consistency and performances and what is Kai Havertz going to be as a Chelsea player, he just has this knack to score very important goals for us as a club. Which, listen, you can't knock that as a player. Big game players and, and you know players who have a knack for scoring big goals in big moments, you can't turn around and say you know, and just dismiss that. I think for me, it's for Kai Havertz. The challenge for him for the rest of this season is can he add 7-10 to 10 goals in the Premier League, mainly in the Premier League because we've been knocked out of the FA Cup and League Cup and maybe knocked out of the Champions League, but especially in the Premier League where I think he needs to improve his numbers. Can he get those goals? If he can go 7-10 goals more this season, then I'm going to sit there and go, let's persist with Kai Havertz. He needs to become more of a regular impact player for Chelsea um, I still think there is concerns around his positioning uh, just concerns around the way he imposes himself I think it's brilliant that he has always shown a threat airily but I don't think he does it enough that that ball from Hakim Ziyech Hakim Ziyech we'll get on to Ziyech because I think he had a good game from Chelsea perspective I want to see him in those positions more often. And I think if he is in those positions more often or he's just a little bit more aggressive when a ball comes into the box, maybe we'll see a better Kai Havertz. And maybe that will come with a more confident Chelsea team and players like, say, Ben Chirwell and, of course, Reese James providing a better quality service on a more consistent basis will help Kai Havertz. But it was a massive goal personally for him and it was wonderful to see the explosion of joy around Stamford Bridge and as well with the players. They they really It really meant so much, I think. It was clearly a big goal for Chelsea and that was obvious. I think just looking around some other performances that really impressed me, Thiago Silva, absolutely class. I think Kepa Ariza-Valaga uh, redeemed himself a little bit with some big saves that won Chelsea the game. Um, I think that the one in the first half from a corner uh, that was really close to him was probably the biggest save on the afternoon. The other two, I probably should be expecting him to get something to, but they were thunderous strikes. First from Michael Elise and then from Decore in the second half um, when it was getting close to the end. Big saves uh, for Chelsea, it really was. And listen, I think Kepa has not been good in recent games. He's cost Chelsea in terms of his lack of just awareness or just, you know, aggression when, when a ball comes into the box. He didn't really have to deal with that situation. And I guess that's the big question, say, next week at, uh, at Anfield. If he has that situation again, he needs to be more commanding. But listen, I think we've got to give him praise for that. Benoit Badiashile for his Premier League debut started off a little rocky, just in a sense, I think, 
you know, maybe dealing with that Premier League physicality, not getting some fouls that maybe he would have in Liga. But I think as the game went on, he became more dominant. And I think you're, you're, you saw glimpses of what we can get from Benoit Badiashile as a player. He can be imposing. He can be aggressive. He's going to be someone a bit like what we had so consistently and works really well with Antonio Rudiger, how he would press up. There is always the threat when a player presses up like that, they can be done, um, especially as a young defender. And that is maybe where some of the criticisms of Badia Shilia has come in. He can be a little bit risky. But I prefer having that as a player, particularly one with a team that wants to press, that wants to get on the ball. I think you have to have aggressive, proactive defenders. And I think that's what Chelsea are going to get from Badia Shile. So a really good performance from him. And hopefully for him coming into a new environment, it's been difficult for Chelsea. That will give him a lot of confidence. I think Lewis Hall should have scored, but it was a it was a tight angle and he kind of could only put it one way and he just misjudged it. But some of the criticism of Lewis Hall I just think has been a little bit silly. This is a guy who is playing out of position as an 18-year-old coming into a very poor Chelsea side that has been underperforming for some time now. And I think to expect the world of Lewis Hall, he's keeping a 60 million player in Kukurea out of the team. And he's doing it and it's absolutely valid that he should be. Um, I think that confidence will come. This experience that he's getting in a difficult time at Chelsea, uh, I think is going to be invaluable for him. And I think in the first few minutes, he was 1v1 versus uh, Michael Lise, a real good talent out wide. I think he was struggling, but he also, I think, got better as the game went on and, and I think sat Alise down at one point and he got a knock in the first half, um, kept on going, eventually had to be replaced by Kalidou Koulibaly in the last minutes, which was concerning. I do wonder if that's a message from Graham Potter to Mark Kukurea because Koulibaly effectively was playing left back which was a little bit wild I think it says maybe what the form of Mark Cucurera is at the moment a player of course pot coached before but I think Lewis Hall impressed um, Conor Gallagher of course against uh, the club he was at loan not his former club the club he was on loan with uh, last season really annoying Crystal Palace fans I don't think they love him as much as they did at Selhurst Park. He scored the winner against them this year uh, back in October and he, he was just a nuisance. And that's what Conor Gallagher is as a player. And I think for what the game needed is a little bit scrappy, needed a little bit of aggression, especially in that second half when things became a little bit ragged after our opening goal. Gallagher, I think, again, can look a little bit raw, can maybe... I don't want to say care too much, but I think sometimes he's a little bit over-aggressive and, and that's where maybe he can get himself into some trouble. But I think for what Chelsea required yesterday, he was brilliant. Trevor Chalabar, I think, improved us as well. I think he was back to the sort of the standards I expect from Trevor Chalabar. Again, playing right back. And I think it's working. I'd rather have Trev there than Cesar Azpilicueta every day of the week at the moment until, of course, Reese James is fit enough or we buy someone in the January transfer window. Hakim Ziyech, I do think, was, was one of those stand-up players again just looked inspired and and you know I don't I'm not sure what's going to happen with Hakim Ziyech I do wonder whether Chelsea will just keep him around even with Mikhailo Mudrik coming in and we'll, we'll touch of course on Mudrik because he was announced and, and sort of brought out at Stamford Bridge at half time um, but it just shows you again the quality in a good environment when, when he's feeling confident there is quality within Hakim Ziyech we've always known with that left foot and it was a really smart corner routine worked between Hakim Ziyech and Conor Gallagher wonderful cross in by Hakim Ziyech that was just begging to be put away luckily Hakim um, lucky sorry Kai Havertz put it away and for Ziyech, I think a really encouraging performance. And I think there would be a lot of people who'd like to see a little bit more of Hakim Ziyech if he is going to stick around. And especially with the number of injuries we have in that area with Christian Pulisic and Raheem Sterling set to be out for more weeks, even with Mikhail and Mudrik coming in, you know, I, I, he's going to need to be integrated slowly. He hasn't played a lot of football. I suspect Hakim Ziyech is going to keep his place. 
see uh, Carney Chukameka. I was disappointed he came off a little bit too early, but I think Carney Chukameka, I still am enjoying watching him play for Chelsea. I think he's offering things. He was playing a little bit more advanced yesterday than maybe I'd prefer. I'd maybe like to see him a, li a little bit more as a number eight. But again, encouraging minutes for him. I think importantly, he gets more starts for the rest of the season. and Hopefully Potter gives him that. Mason Mount typically gets a lot of criticism. Mount is not at the right level. See, I don't know what it is with him this season. He isn't at the same level of quality. He had a really good run when Potter originally came in, but still put in some brilliant crosses. I mean, the one for Kai Havertz that should be buried. Um, I, I don't think Mount was awful. I don't think he was brilliant, but I, I think once again, the, the stuff around Mount, it's, it's a bit like the Jorginho thing, right? It's either he's the worst player in the world or he's the best player in the world. And it's like there's a middle ground. And I think both Jorginho and Mount had all right games in the end uh, yesterday. And that's probably a fair way to, to assess it. But we get the job done. Mikhailo Midrick comes on at halftime. He got a really nice reception. Um, what is it? An eight, eight and a half year deal? I mean, it's mental what Chelsea are doing with some of these contracts. But if you want to hear sort of my extended thoughts on Mikhailo Midrick, you can hear them yesterday on the podcast. I'm... I'm encouraged by what I'm seeing from Mikhailo Mudrik as a player and, and I really do hope that he turns out to be a bit transformative for us and maybe this is, you know, I think the encouraging thing that I've seen and we did see this to be fair with some of the summer signings is when they came in originally and we saw them on their debut, they they gave us something new. The longer they've been at Chelsea, they've been dragged down into sort of the way similar players have been failing. That needs to change and kind of reflects a problem at Chelsea, right? Is that we saw Kalidou Koulibaly start really well, tailed off very quickly. We saw Kukurea start well, tailed off really quickly. Raheem Sterling start well, tailed off really quickly. Abamyang. You know, I hope that for Felix and for Badiashile and for Mudrik when he comes in, we don't see this burst because they're unfamiliar with the setup and then they get dragged down into what we've seen from a lot of players. That needs to change. But it's nice to see that Badiashile um, played well yesterday. We saw Felix and Courage on loan and I've, I'm really excited to see what Mudrik can do. And maybe in some way off the bench, he'll be involved uh, against uh, Liverpool next weekend. It's massive. It's a big win. And it's a starting point just for Graham Potter. He needs... To continue this now, Chelsea need to have an improved level of performance and they go into that game against Liverpool next week at Anfield with a bit more confidence. Listen, I don't think many of us are going to have tons of confidence going into that game. You, you can never be overly confident going to Anfield anyway. I mean, Anfield is one of the, the most difficult games we have in a season. But it's another chance for Graham Potter and these group of players to redeem themselves in a massive way. I do not care how bad things are for Liverpool at the moment. If we win next weekend at Anfield, that is a huge win in our season. Maybe just personally for me because then I deem the, the, the season a success if you win at Anfield, but a massive chance for Chelsea to really get some momentum next weekend and, and further bury Liverpool in what is turning out to be a difficult season for them but those are my thoughts let me know yours in the comments below you can follow me on Twitter at Son of Chelsea go over to TikTok check my content out there as well at Son of Chelsea if you want to listen to the, the show as a podcast please do go and follow the feed and if you are listening on the podcast make sure to give a positive rate and review really does help out as well and I will see you again very soon all the best The more my company grows, the harder it is to stay focused on our core product. I need to master DE&I, ESG, M&A, even how to adapt to hybrid working. The more hats I wear, the more I need Aon. They bring their whole team to the table and give me access to great minds in each discipline. So as my business grows, my knowledge expands and I see things more clearly. Better decisions, 
Aon. Sports Social Podcast Network.